to think, not the level in which we are capable of thinking. Mm -hmm. It's flipping phenomenal that we're still hanging out in this world and haven't done anything to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I you know, know, you've heard me say it a couple times before. In 2023, make it your your goal, your life's goal is to increase your intolerance. Increase your intolerance. Stop being tolerant of the nonsense and call people out. You know, I'm at this point in my, in my life now that I, I don't care if I step on somebody's toes. If I'm out there and about and I'm talking politics and somebody says something stupid, idiotic, I'm going to tell them that's stupid, idiotic. And uh, I'm going to correct them, and if they don't like it, well, they can walk away. I'm not going to follow them. I'm not going to pester them. But I'm tired of these people that are imposing their will and their stupidity upon other people, and especially in my airspace. If I hear it, I'm going to call it out. So am I going to be tolerant? No. I'm going to be just the opposite. I'm going to increase my intolerance in 2023. So, So what's the breaking point for you? All right, you're already showing disgust with everything. We know what's going on. What's the breaking point where you're going to say, no, you don't have to walk out your front door and shoot somebody, but what's the breaking point when you're going to say, you know what, this guy is too influential. Let's go with uh, Klaus Schwab. When are you going to try? Not not necessarily you, but when do you think people will try to go get these people? Uh, I I said that last week, and I had to be careful. I said that last week, and I got to be careful how I structure that. I don't want FBI at my door saying, you put a big hit on some people. What I would love, I would love for these people to be gone off this earth. And I put it that way. So what would you think if somebody like myself, and I'm not saying I'll do this, but I happen to find my way into a 50 cal with a, a, a scope, and I actually take some, maybe I don't even hit the person I'm shooting at, but I'm pop shotting off. And 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 uh, uh, they catch me, and then they're yeah. gonna say this weird story is a white supremacist from nowhere. Yeah. No, I'm actually trying to do something for humanity, but they're gonna give you a description. What would you say to that? You would probably would you buy into that story? Well, of course I would. I wouldn't buy into. If that. I was I, I mean, shooting I, at, I understand the I understand the racism white supremacist card. I understand that. Even when it doesn't fit, I understand it. I got you, bro. All right. Thanks, Dave, for the call. Appreciate it. Oh, it's Andy. Oh, Andy, sir. Sorry. listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
And we begin the second hour of Off the Beaten Path. I am your host, Steve Elkins, and today's date is Sunday. It is February 12th, 2023, and uh, we're going to got a lot more information to go through. By the way, the last uh, – I was talking to David in Florida here, talking about uh, you know taking the COVID shots, this medical extortion. I do have available um, – and happy to hand it over to you, give it to you, send it on on a document. It's a Word document, but it is a religious medical exemption. I'm happy to share that with you. I've had great success on sending this one out. It's a great template now, along with uh, the health protocols. If you want any of those, I'd be happy to send you all of those also, along with a Word document, religious medical exemption, anything I can do to help you to avoid uh, taking these COVID shots and boosters and uh, staying healthy. I, anything I can do to help you in those areas, I'd be happy to do so. So just contact me at my email. That's off the beaten path, Steve at gmail.com, and I'll happy to send those over to you. I got a little behind last time when I got sick, but uh, I'll be up for a little while tonight, feeling pretty good. So I will happy to send those over to you. Uh, I've got a couple other things I want to talk to you before I get into the nine pages of notes on the Biden, his second State of the Union address, which was torture, absolute torture. To watch this thing, I want to talk about some what's really important here, and uh, how important is it to be a hundred percent truthful on a resume? How important is it to be a hundred percent truthful on a resume? Well, the fact is, forty percent of Americans lie on their resumes on their skills and their accomplishments. Does that bother you? It should. Have you ever found out that someone beat you out of a job? Due to an exaggerated resume, have you ever had that happen to you before? Huh. Well, it's happened to me before, and I, and I recognized it. And uh, it's sad because it it really takes an employer or a team of people to go through the resumes to validate, to verify that everything on the resume is accurate and not padded. I mean, think about that. Forty percent of Americans pad the resume. It's like cheating on a test. If you don't cheat uh, along with everybody else, well, you, you know, you don't benefit. And I, I hate to feel that way. I, I don't. I refuse to do that. I will never. I never have. I never will. My skill set is my skill set. My accomplishments are my accomplishments. I don't embellish anything. Hire me on those. That's fine. Or don't hire me. But these people that actually lie to get themselves nice, sweet jobs. And I want to talk about New York Congressman George Costanza Santos. You remember George Costanza on Seinfeld? Well, this guy takes the cake. I've never seen anybody tell more lies than this George Santos. Truly a pathological liar. Now, that actually is not in the DSM-5, Diagnostics for, for, for Psychiatric Disorders. Uh, it's not in there. It is a symptom, but it's not actually a, a diagnosis. He is a pathological liar on everything, on everything. Now the Democrats want to remove him. He's a Republican. Good luck with that. A gay Republican. Good luck with that to remove him. When everybody else is pretty much, they all, they all lie. They all lie. But uh, this guy is the king, the king of pathological liars. They want to remove him now. So the party of low standards, the Democrats, 
want to get rid of the pathological liar, George Costanza Santos. There's no treatment available for being a pathological liar. There's nothing at all. You just was one disturbed person. That's all I can say. One disturbed person. All right, we'll leave it at that. Uh, let's talk about the hour and 15 minutes I can't get back from the Joe Biden State of the Union address. His second State of the Union address was miserable. It was terrible. It's Tuesday, February 7th. Start time was supposed to be at 2100, 9 o'clock. Started actually at 2110. I think he had a late ice cream before he actually went out there to the mic. Finished up at 1025. It was a real chore for me to watch this. Uh, it was it was a chore. I My wife says, you're going to watch it? So I got to. I have to watch this because somebody's going to be watching this, and I need to understand what's going on if, if people ask questions. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? As difficult as it was, I watched the entire broadcast. I have an obligation to watch the address so I can comment on it. Comment on in an intellectual, intellectually way. Uh, the train seals standing and clapping. I, I noticed that right off the bat. This train seals standing and clapping reminded me of the children's game we always to play as kids, you know, up and down, up and down. Pop goes the weasel, I believe they called them. I wonder if there's a little sign in the background saying, stand, cheer, clap. I don't know. I think they might have been looking at Kamala Harris as the person to give them the clue, the cue. What do we do next? Well, I'm going to clap, and I'm going to stand up, and you must do the same. So to, to make this guy, to make Biden look presidential as much as you possibly can. In attendance, uh, the camera moving around. Who was in attendance? Well, dandy boy Pete Buttigieg was there. Bernie Sanders. You ever notice that Bernie Sanders has the, the initials of BS? You ever notice that? Well, I, I, I just caught me the other day. Bernie Sanders, BS, our socialist, uh, wearing a Mr. Coffee filter mask, white one. Nobody else wore a mask. Nobody else wore a mask out there. Amazing. Yes, Bernie Sanders was wearing the Mr. Coffee filter mask. Nobody else was. Bono of U2, who I can't stand. I'm trying to figure out why he was there. He was invited. You're Irish. You're Irish, man. What are you doing there? You liberal mick. What are you doing? Well, he was there. I have no clue why. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Dressed like she was a participant and the dog sled race, the Iditarod trail sled dog race. What the hell were you wearing, that big fuzzy thing there? What were you doing? I know she was uh, doing thumbs down, and she did some jeers here and there. And I think we can, we can show a little more class than that. I don't like him either, but come on. Do we want to sink down to their level? There was a woman in a bright yellow dress with huge padded shoulders. I don't know who that was. Somebody told me later on that she was a senator somewhere. And she, He said, well, she's a lesbian senator from the state. Uh, no idea. I can't recall who she was. But she was definitely dressed more for the Grammys than she was for the State of the Union address uh, out of place. I mean, we're talking big bird yellow here. 
like you might be hosting Sesame Street, but uh, not looking like she is a government employee here. Janet Yellen, looking like a thousand miles of bad off-road, that woman. She had that clueless look on her face. Always has that clueless look on her face like, I don't know where I am. Where, where am I right now? Well, you're at the State of Union address right now, Janet. Oh, oh, okay. I thought I was here at a concert and waiting for the band to come out. Pelosi and her bisexual husband, Paul, were in attendance. Surprised. She's out of government. Still got to have her, her toe in there. She's still got to have her foot in there in the ring there of politics. So Pelosi and her bisexual husband, Paul, were in attendance. Um, still thinking about two grown men in their underwear when the police show up. And that story, hmm, that story that just doesn't fit. Biden claiming that Nancy Pelosi was the best speaker of the House ever in history. The best. A little bias there. A lot of bias. Uh, a lot of bias. Jill Biden dressed in bright purple as if she were hosting Sesame Street. And there was an interesting encounter, embrace with Kamala Harris's husband and Jill Biden. One of those nice little intimate kisses on the lips. Ooh. Jeez, what the hell is that all going on? <laughs> she, did, he pull, did he pull a Hunter Biden on Jill? You know, what's going on here? What's with this kiss? I, I, don't, I don't get into the kiss on lips with people I know. I, I, females I know also. I don't do that, you know? I give a hug and embrace, maybe a maybe a peck on the cheek of somebody. I don't know. They got to be seriously. I know them, but there's no there's no uh, kissing on lips of any of my family members. I just don't do that. I, we don't do that. I'm not sure about the politicians, but uh, maybe that's a maybe that's a, that's the thing to do. Maybe that's the in thing to do to to kiss everybody on lips. Kind of like Richard Dawson on the. On the was it was it the prices right? I can't remember what show was he on. He was kissing every woman there. Oh, I got to kiss her. Got to kiss her. Got to kiss her. But uh, the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, was there initially, smoochy up to Joe Biden, but later looking like a bobblehead toy. You know, those bobbleheads, heads going up and it's going from side to side for a little while now. Uh, but starting off the. State of the Union address appearing to be, I'm, I'm going to work with you. We're going to work together. We're going to get along. But then again, when the, the big, bold lies started coming out and the bold claims of what I've accomplished are coming out, I started, started seeing Kevin McCarthy's head uh, going side to side like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, it did not look well. You can't erase that either because, you know, Biden is right there with the Speaker of the House. It's not like they could put a big, giant, fuzzy thing over Kevin McCarthy. We couldn't see you know, who's there, but, uh, yeah, definitely his head going back and forth. No, 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 that's not true. So there is a show of patriotism in all sporting events. We typically see this, and this is a question I have for you. There is a show of patriotism in all sporting events, the national anthem. Just out of curiosity, how come there isn't the national anthem played before the State of the Union address? Think about it. This is some serious stuff. This is a State of the Union address. The president gets up there, or this in case, imposter gets up there, and tells us the state of our union. How are we doing? 
How's our economy? How's everything? Here's what I'm doing for you. Here are my successes. They never talk about the failures, but here are my successes. And if there's no successes, then I embellish and I make up successes, which happen quite a bit in this speech. But there is no real show of patriotism. You got a fat guy, a little fat guy that walks in and goes, Ladies and gentlemen, President of the United States. And then everybody starts to clap. The train seals. little fat guy disappears. There is no national anthem to show patriotism. I wonder why. Nobody's ever really addressed that. I email that over to Tucker. Hey, Tucker, ask this question to your listening audience. Why, how come they don't do that? They do it for sporting events. They do it for a lot of other things. Not for this. There was no talk about a, a, of a second term for uh, Joe Biden. In this speech, not one. Well, I don't know how you could. I mean, you got to show successes in order to talk about the future of hire me again, right? Isn't that the way it works? You show success. I've done this for you. Your life has improved. You're happy with me. You want me back. You want to continue on the pathway of success. I will come back and gladly be your candidate for 2024 president of the United States. And uh, there's none. Talk. There's no talk like that. There's none whatsoever. Countries in ruins. The only way to for Biden to get back in office, the only way for Biden to get back in office is the the way he did it last time. To steal, to flip the election. That's that, and that can happen again. I mean, the system is still in place in order to flip this election. Uh, not that he's going to be there, because I think he's going to be 82 by the time he gets there. He may not make it that long. He may be in some skilled nursing facility staring at the ceiling by then. But, uh, yeah, the only way to, to get this to win this election would be to do exactly what you did for 2020, and that's steal the election through the same system that you used last time. Um, let's talk about the lies that he told in this address. He created 12 million new jobs created 12 million new low-paying jobs. But I forgot to tell you, he eliminated 15 million jobs through COVID and everything else. So you still have a deficit of about 3 million, my estimate. So nothing to beat your chest on there. Uh, the economy is not doing well. Could you explain why all these stores are closing their doors? Walmarts, Targets, Bed Bath & Beyond, Walgreens. Could you tell me why all these... Stores are going out of business here, closing all these stores. If the economy is doing so well and you created so many jobs, could you please identify that? Never going to hear it. Not going to hear any press ask those questions. It's softball questions. That's pretty much it. Short commercial break. We'll be right back. time since its inception, RBN is offering a limited opportunity to you, the listener, to join our quest. You will be provided an effective platform on both internet and satellite broadcasting and also gain the opportunity to both share your creativity with our producers and voice your message with thousands of patriots. Interested? Call 800-724-2719, extension 3, for details. 
the first Oath Keepers trial over January 6th is over, what happened? I'm Peter Serafine with this week's Liberty Minute, brought to you by Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack. Use code LIGHTHOUSE at ZStackLife.com to supercharge your immune system this cold and flu season. I have been following the plight of disabled American veteran Kenneth Harrelson for several months now. Harrelson was arrested in March of 2021 for his part on January 6th. The VA cut off his benefits three months ago at the urging of the Biden Justice Department, a month before Harrelson even went to trial. After spending 630 days in a D.C. jail under COVID lockdowns the entire time, the verdict is in. Harrelson was convicted on three of the six charges against him, but acquitted of the seditious conspiracy charge that the Justice Department cited to the VA as the reason for cutting his benefits. Angel Harrelson has not had her husband's income for three months. She has not seen her husband face-to-face since he was arrested over 630 days ago. Harrelson was denied bail and visitation. And now, the District of Columbia has filed a civil suit against Harrelson and others. Please help Angel Harrelson by donating at givesendgo.com slash G22ZH. Until tomorrow, see Ms. Pashem Parabellum. Let's go back to the phones here, and I'll get back into the nine pages. Actually, we've got eight more pages to go on Joe Biden's second State of the Union address here. I want to highlight of what I saw, the lies, the bold lies, the, the claims, and the fantasy. But uh, let's take a couple calls first. Tom in Utah, you're on. Hi, Steve. For those people who've made the mistake of taking the injection, the best other single thing they can do is to eliminate any incursion or ingestion or infusion of any of the antigens, which are basically what the vaccine is. So I hate to say this in front of everybody, but that's why I'm a vegetarian. I don't want any more antigens. I don't want any more pathogens that somebody's going to want to inject me to, you know, to counteract, but I'm not going to take the antigen which the vaccine is. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's interesting that you say that because va- you, you and I have talked about this, you know, introducing it into the food chain, uh, this messenger RNA, which is in the, the vaccine itself, uh, the shot, I don't want to call it a vaccine, uh, introducing it into our, our food supply, our protein supply, our, our cows, our chickens, our, our pigs, uh, they wanted to introduce it into everything. I, I assume they're doing this because they're not getting the compliance anymore on taking the shots and the boosters, and therefore they must find another avenue how to get this poison into our bodies to continue on 
increasing the level of this this toxin in our body here and to uh, to shorten our lifespan. It's all part of their depopulation agenda. So I, I I'm right there with you. I understand that. Uh, that's probably the way I will go at some point in time to saying I am now a vegetarian until we have safe, safe food. I will probably, probably go that route. Yeah. The, the anything, an antigen is anything that's like you, but not you. Right. That's exactly. the literally term. Yeah. The anti your genesis. So if you don't want your body to react, vaccines primed your immune system. So it'll bring in the trigger. You've already been primed. And if you want to avoid the activation of that priming, Mm -hmm. then don't bring in the the trigger. Don't bring in the I agree. I agree. I agree with you 100% on that. I agree. And if given enough time, Mm -hmm. and I don't care what anybody says, your body will purge. But you cannot trigger that reaction anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm you glad can't. you mentioned that, Tom, because I, I've always felt that, too, or, and when Heavenly Father put us together here. We have a lot of fail-safes. We have a lot of mechanisms in place to, uh, to correct our body chemistry, to, to purge out the toxins. And then I had a, a guy I, that I, I talked to the other day who was sick. And uh, we talked about throwing up, emesis throwing up, and we talked about the other end, diarrhea. And I said those mm-hmm. are all two mechanisms that are natural. Those are good things because it's your body telling it's body it's your body reacting to saying I have toxin, and I must get rid of the toxin out of out of my body. Those are all good mechanisms. They're only bad, detrimental, when they get to a point where you may have deep. You know, dehydration or dehydration, loss of electrolytes, significant electrolyte loss, and in that case, you just can make sure you replenish, replenish the electrolytes, and you should be in shape. But the reason why we have those two mechanisms is to purge the body of toxin in our body. I do believe the Earth itself heals itself, even of all the damage we have done to this Earth with the with the ecology. I do believe the planet has a way of healing itself if we allow it. And uh, and our body certainly has that ability also Same to thing heal with itself. Our body. Yeah, yeah. Never fight a vomit. Never fight a diarrhea. No, that's exactly. the body's mechanism. Exactly. See, we think we're really smart. We'll we'll take a aspirin or a Tylenol to suppress fever, but fever is your friend. Fever is your friend. Fever is activation of your immune system, saying there's something wrong here. Activating the white blood cells, the neutrophils, to do their job. Yes, it is. See, I figured God was smart in your design. He put this rag on your head. When you've got a fever, wet the rag. That'll keep your brain cool. But the rest of your body can go up, and that's not bad for your body. Well, I tell so you what, in the ICU, head cool. in the ICU, here, here's what I remember. This is, I'm glad you brought that up. There was a cardiac surgeon that I had dealings with. She was a good surgeon. Dr. Mary Wilmering in uh, the ICU. She was a cardiac surgeon in uh, Utah Valley. And I was on the heart team. I took all the open hearts when they came and we we all took our turns, but I was open heart certified and I took the the care of the open hearts. Fresh open heart surgery coming down the hallway. Boom, hook them up to the monitor. It's my patient. It's a one-on-one for for at least that day and hopefully we could uh, extubate the next day. And uh, 
I'll get back to that story because I'm glad you mentioned the, uh, the, the towel on the head because that brings back a great story. Stay tuned. Short commercial break. We'll get right back to your calls. Scotty in New York. Hang on. We'll be right to you. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Baron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules, like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino, neocon, cucks. There's this wonderful thing it's called Vote With Your Feet. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist, and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. Give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse to go in and kill yourself for this, this, this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop-and-lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop-and-lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Ease off, LLC, 417-932-6419. 
the late great guitarist Chuck Logan. Great stuff there. Uh, before I bring Tom in Utah back, I, I wanted to mention uh, I was talking about he was talking about the rag on your head uh, to cool yourself off here. You know, when you had a fever, he's absolutely correct. A fever is a good sign. It means your body, your immune system is actually working, doing what it's supposed to do, and which is initiating the immune system, the white blood cells, to attack the foreign antigen that's the, the, the bacteria, the virus, whatever it may be. It's a good thing, and we really shouldn't suppress it. Now, if it gets too high, of course, that's a problem. Uh, you know, I've seen oh, 104 degrees, just let it go. No, no, you, you actually got to bring it down because you're going to cause some brain damage here. So at that point, but, uh, you know, a, a low-grade fever of 100 to 101, if it doesn't go any higher than that, I'm good with that. You know, you can cool off a little bit, but uh, uh, I only worry about if it's getting closer to 103, and then then definitely you want to bring it down. And I've done that to submerge somebody in a, in a cold tub to bring down the uh, the body core body temperature you could put them in a tub you could put ice packs in their axilla their groin um numerous ways to to cool off the body i've actually sprayed them with isopropyl alcohol with just a sheet over their privates in the icu you come into my icu you're gonna go wow there's naked people here uh well the privates are covered uh but if somebody's febrile really hot uh, I may give them a alcohol, isopropyl alcohol rub down a little bit. Uh, a fan works great. Evaporation effect of the fan cools the body down quite a well, quite well. Uh, but it, there's a, there's a story I wanted to tell you really quick here before I go back to Tom. That I had a surgeon, a cardiac surgeon named Mary Wolmering, a nice lady. I liked her. She's a good surgeon. She uh, she'd never seen this before. She uh, she comes in I ICU. She's been there for a little while. I, I take her open-heart patients. She walks in, and she walks into the room, and I've got her patient with a head turban on, a head turban on. And uh, I've put on warm blankets on the person because they come back with nothing on. They're, they're, they're nude. So warm blankets out of our, of our warmer, and then another blanket on top of that, and I kind of pat them, and I have a turban on their head, a warm turban, their head wrapped like a turban. And their feet are also wrapped in nice warm blankets and towels that I've got out of our, our heater. And she walked in and she uh, she looked at the vitals and all my numbers, my graphs and everything, and looks really good and everything's fine. You know, he's going to wake up in a little while. The anesthesia will finally wear off and we'll do some trials. We'll see if we can get this tube out. As fast as we can get this tube out, the intubation tube, we'll get it out. And have him doing his own breathing. This is great. This is all great progress in the open heart business here. And uh, I enjoyed that. But she walked out and she came to me and she said, what's with, the, what's with the towel on the head, the turban? And I said, didn't you, didn't your mom ever tell you this? And she said, what? I said, when you're cold, because our patients come back really chilled. They're cold. They're not 98.6. They're more like about 92, 91. They're very cold. And uh, we got to warm them up slowly, gradually warm them up so they don't shock their, their system. So I said, well, when I was a kid, my mom said, keep your feet warm and dry and keep your head covered with a hat and you'll lock in the heat. You're, you'll lock in the core temperature, your heat in your body. And she's absolutely correct. You lose a lot of heat through your head. So a nice stocking cap on your head in the winter, nice warm shoes, nice warm socks, dry socks, warm boots. You keep your head 
solid, nice and warm. You keep your feet warm and dry, and you will stay, your core temperature will stay normal, warm. And that's what I told her. I said, and in some time when, I, when the temperature starts to come up, I'll start to peel off some of these layers. The turban will come off, and uh, so we'll be back to normal. And she just thought that was great. She goes, I, my mom never told me that. She was a foreigner. And I said, well, yeah, yeah, you, you lock in the heat. And she said, I didn't realize we lost that much heat through our head. You do. It, it, here I taught a, a cardiac surgeon. I taught a cardiac surgeon something of how to lock in heat, body heat, core temperature. I taught her something. Kind of cool. All right, Tom, we're back to you. Yeah, what, what uh, I was just talking about was the fact that your core temperature can go up and it's fine. Yep. The only thing you need to do is to protect the brain its temperature. Right. So you keep yep. keep that rag on your head wet, you know, the hair, whatever, and it will evaporate and keep your, you know, your brain temperature yep. low enough to survive yep. that elevated temperature. What's interesting is when you raise your body temperature, it, it stimulates the activity of your immune system, yep. but it also suppresses the activity of the pathogens. Pathogens, most of the uh, pathogens I cultured, their prime temperature maturization was about 98 degrees. Isn't that curious? Yeah. Yeah. And so when you raise the temperature of that pathogen, it's like like a guy wanting to run the marathon in the middle of the day in St. George or in Texas. It ain't going to happen. So you're going to find a tree and you're going to find a sombrero and yeah. take a little nap until the sun goes down, and then you'll get up, dance with the women, make make love, and make babies. Yeah. But you there don't you want to do that when the temperatures are hot. That's right. So that's that's a really curious uh, opposing reaction. The, the bacteria go to sleep when it's warm, yeah. and your, your immune system wakes up. So while the bacteria is sleep at the the base of the tree, uh-huh. the your antibodies are coming by and yeah. doing a Pac-Man. Yeah. Jump, jump, jump on that pathogen. So I always was curious to, to you know, uh, when everybody's being told, well, you got to get your temperature down, so give them a Tylenol yeah. or aspirin or whatever. And I said, no. Yeah, we, we actually have a rule, 101.5 in the ICU. You, you're 101.5, we get you a little Tylenol, not a big deal. And we just remove clothing, we get a fan on you. We, we let it go down natural, but a little bit of Tylenol at 101.5 or higher. Uh, like you, you said, the, the temperature going up is, is a way of activating, stimulating the immune system. It's a good thing. So... Uh, recognize that so hey tom i gotta move on other calls and i gotta get through some information but hey thanks for calling in early today i appreciate that james in vancouver you're up next oh yeah good good evening uh what would you prescribe for um an antitoxin for botulism antitoxin for botulism right and do you get a fever with botulism um, I, you know, I would think I personally, I would think you probably would. Uh, I think your body's own defense system and botulism, you're going to, you're either going to lose it through the top or you're going to lose it through the bottom. That's your own body's <laughs> way of getting rid of it. Uh, I kind of like the natural. I don't think you need to, 
to take a you know syrup ipec or anything like that to attach to it or activated charcoal i simply let the body do what it's in, what it's intended to do to rid the body of toxin so i probably wouldn't do anything we, we i've had food right. poisoning i've had botulism before and uh, i never rush to the hospital well, i just know my, my yeah. body's going to do what it needs to do and uh, i don't take i don't get any medical medical help for something like that yeah well, the botulism is not the normal food poisoning. Botulism starts uh, at 12 hours plus after eating. And um, the uh, toxin is uh, at the size of the uh, virus, uh, viral size, and it interferes with the breathing. And it can suspend breathing. And that's sort of how you die, is uh, you can't breathe. So it's, I, uh, I guess I've never really had botulism. I've, I thought I've had botulism food poisoning before, but... Um, usually, it's usually it's immediate or not too long after. And, right. uh, the culprit, the culprit always seemed to be some kind of dish that had some kind of cream base to it. That probably yeah, right. was, uh, was an incubator for something growing in that. You never know, but, uh, right. you know, the temperature mm-hmm. of food, um, especially cream based stuff is always been, uh, something you got to watch, yeah. uh, and I, th- I think that's what the Board of Health does when they go down with their little thermometers yeah. and saying this is not uh, the right temperature. This is actually growing. This could be growing something and take it off the yeah. take it off the lineup. So, uh, hey, I thank you for the call, but yeah. I got to keep moving right. on here. I got a lot of information. Good stuff to know. Thank you for the info. I don't have answers to everything in medical, but I have some. Uh, let's go back to we we'll talk to Scotty in New York. Hello. Yep, you're on, Scotty. Someone say Pac-Man? Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Beam me up, Scotty. I'll... What's going on? Did you say you have another eight pages about the, the thing? Uh, I, actually, I don't watch TV. I haven't watched TV in over a decade. But I did breeze by on Facebook um, yeah. some of that thing. And all I noticed was that that wasn't Kamala Harris. That was someone with a mask. Every time she stood up, I was like, that's some woman with a mask on. How come everybody can't see that? I can't understand. The thing is that you're all watching TV. You got, there's so many things going on, even on the radio station, that you could be doing. You had uh, Al's Corner today. Did you listen to that? That was an amazing no, guest no. that man had. Oh, man. Oh, God. And Blackbird 9 the other night with uh, Monica Schaefer. Amazing. And then I was listening to the repeat because you were talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, the, uh, William Rappellin, when he was on with Jeremy the other night with, uh, I forget the guy's name, but they were going in on geoengineering stuff. Really yeah. good, really powerful. And it's hard to do yeah. an hour of really powerful. There's all this great stuff, and yet so many people keep talk, calling and talking about what's on television, reacting to television. That's why mm-hmm. television is there, so everybody reacts to sure. it, and they're distracted. Sure. And you're talking about some serious stuff. This girl got beat up. I see that stuff worse than that. Right where I live all the time, every city has this. All the clubs here, I live in the hood. You're all being distracted, and, and, and we're living in a time when such amazing stuff is going on. So you were saying you've got to get rid of the toxins. You have to purge the body of toxins. You have to purge the brain of disinfo. The deal is you can't put any real information. It's just like food. You know, if you have food, it doesn't matter if it's a uh, t- rotted food or something got in it, poison. You can't, like, just put in some extra coloring, extra spices, heat it up, and remove. You have to remove the toxins 
clean the pot, and then put real information in it. Mm-hmm. It's not it's, if you're a painter, you can like just maybe put a plant and cover stuff up. It's not the same with your brain. If you have disinfo in your brain, you can't process anything real. It's just going to cancel each other. So you have to first get the TV out of your thing, and now people carry these things around that is a TV, really, pretty yeah. much. And yeah. So you have to first remove that from your field, and then it takes a great deal of time. For me, it took two and a half years. Back in the days when there wasn't commercials on YouTube, there still was censorship, and it was MySpace days. I was still seeing censorship then. But it took me two and a half... I moved to a place with seven cable boxes. They couldn't hit a, hook up an eighth cable box. And I, before I was able to figure out a way to do it, it took two and a half years, I got kicked in the back of the head trying to hear the weather one day, and I realized I was programmed. You have to get away from that. For me, it was two and a half years. How can anybody today get away from those televisions to clear your brain, to reset it, to start again? So there's some really, it's the same media telling you about weapons of mass destruction, and people, even intelligent people on the show, they're calling up and talking about what's on television. You know, your hosts do it as a job so that we can fill in the blanks because a lot of solutions come out of both the callers and the hosts. We, we, mm-hmm. We're even getting new callers now. I'm really proud of, I see the change happening in the station. We have to stop talking about what's on television unless we're using it for a purpose to yep. come to, you know, the, where we're getting to. You know what, mm-hmm. what, you know what I'm trying to say? Um, yeah, I so do. Another I do. thing you might like, I think you'll yeah. really like, um, Eric the Screamer, First of all, last night, uh, Angry Castle didn't do her show, and it was a lot of technical difficulties. They wound up having to play a video. I still don't know who the people were on there, but it was really amazing. Everybody, including you, I think will like it. And uh, it, I heard it was Eric the Screamer was the video they played um, because the sound went down for like the third time. And I tried to check his website to find it. I didn't see it. It looks like it wasn't dormant. Um so maybe Eric will put that. But Eric called into the John Moore show. Wasn't this mm-hmm. Thursday that passed? I think it was the Thursday before, during uh, the when he has Leonard Horowitz on. Uh, he does the second hour on Thursdays. He gave a really good concoction that uh, they said during the show that day that it would be put on the radio station. I didn't see it. You probably, Steve, will like that, and you can send that out to people when uh, they reach out to you for some of your solutions yeah. and stuff. It really right. sounds hey, Scotty, like you just Scotty, I'd love to keep minutes. going on. i got to get some other information that's out. A, I appreciate what you That's about all I had for you. That's about it. Okay, peace, all right. brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. we can't get too involved in our TV here. I don't. Uh, I do like to watch tennis. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I miss auto racing. I miss funny stuff, how it's made. You know, yeah. But uh, the deal is uh, it's all programming. You can't I watch agree. the right stuff. All right. Hey, Peace thanks, Scotty. Appreciate it. Okay. Let's go back to this uh, State of the Union address. I'm going to have to run through this. I might, I might have to finish up tomorrow on the National Intel Report. Uh, quote, our democracy is unbound and unbroken, question marks. I say, <laughs> Comrade Biden is speaking to us about democracy. That's, that's a, a laughable situation here. Our rights and our freedoms are being erased year after year, people. And he, t- he speaks about democracy. <clears throat> Sorry, not, not uh, buying that one. Another quote, talk, talking about rebuilding the middle class. Are you serious? He was talking about rebuilding the middle class. He is purposefully, purposefully destroying the middle class. The middle class is being pushed down to just above the poor class, 
and uh, the wealthy barons and the uh, and the peasant poor. Pretty much, you have two classes now: the two-class system, the wealthy barons, and the peasant poor. The middle class is being erased; they are being targeted, no doubt about it. Uh, lies on unemployment at three point four percent. Again, more fuzzy, fuzzy George W. Bush math there. No such truth. We got store closures. We've talked about the Baltic Dry Index. The orders are down. The shelves are bare. Don't tell me the economy is doing great and we have 3.4% unemployment. Not going to buy that. A 50-year low, he claims. A 50-year low. Again, it is a 50-year low using fuzzy math. You'll get 3.4% using fuzzy math. There's no other way to get there. It's a major huge lie. Uh, 800,000 new manufacturing jobs created. Yeah, right. Sure. Uh, last week I spoke about store closures again, the major retailers closing their doors. And I spoke about the falling, the falling ball to dry index last week. Uh, last Friday was 621. I saw it up uh, a year ago, 4,000 something, uh, orders are not being placed. Shelves are bare. Biden, Blaming COVID. He's blaming COVID and Vladimir Putin and the Russians for why the shelves are bare. Uh, not buying that. Uh, gas prices are down. Yeah, really, right? Uh, no, they're going up. They're much higher than they were under uh, Donald Trump. I paid $1.86 a gallon. I'm paying $3.33 now. Wages are going up. Yeah, right. How is that possible? Wages are not going up. Everything else is going up. Our wages are stable. They're staying the same. And we are paying more, so we are we are actually making less. Uh, we're in trouble. We're in serious, serious financial trouble. Most, most people are going through their savings right now. They are going through their savings to stay afloat. Kids in college expenses, all these expenses, gas, food, everything you think of going up. Uh, and uh, you have to do it on your wage. And so when that goes up, guess what? Your value of your dollar is uh, is going down and you're not doing well here uh we're gonna have to go to the phones one last time here and i gotta get to some more stuff here melissa in maryland welcome to the show hi it's kind of you to take the call i'm going to go ahead and have the goal to ask you about turkey yeah um, i'm sorry if it's a subject that you want to just stay away from no so i, we I can, can talk about turkey turkey and syria the earthquake sure well i'm going to have the goal to ask you if you think that that was a man-made or natural earthquake? That's a good question. Uh, and you know what? <clears throat> I would best, I would be best knowledgeable to actually ask somebody who actually has more information on that than myself. I would have to throw that by Dane Wigginton, and I think I will. I'm glad you mentioned that because I know we have the capacity and the ability to do so. Um, it's, it is quite possible that was man-made. Well, you know what really it interests me, though, Melissa, and looking at all those pictures, I think we're at 20,000 deaths now. I think at 20,000 deaths. What interests me in the pictures, looking over what I've seen of the damage, is how poorly the buildings are constructed. Uh, we have building code in this country here, and I look over there to see the rubble of their apartment buildings, their, their big standing buildings, and how they've all crumbled. And I, I wonder, what kind of building standards do you have? What kind of materials are you using? I don't think there's any rebar in any of that stuff, but I've never seen so much rubble from a, I believe it was a 
uh, on the Richter scale there. And we've had 7.8s, and I've never seen that kind of damage. It just makes me question their building code, Melissa. Okay. Well, keep up the good work. Let's, you know, I mean, I, I don't I don't want this to be a story that disappears from the headlines too soon, but when they discussed earthquakes, mm-hmm. uh, the, only the rare news coverage, it questions whether it's man-made or natural. Yeah, yeah. Good question. Okay. You know what? I'll, I'll throw it by Dane Wigginton and see what he may think about it. He, he probably has some ideas on that. I know we have the technology to do so. Why would we target them? Unless it's just another diversion story uh, to take our minds away from other things. You know, you create havoc and, and uh, problems in another country. Well, that takes you away from the current situation, our, our government, and makes you start looking at Syria and Turkey now. So it could have been one of those manufactured situations. I'll find out, Melissa, and let you know. I appreciate the Thank call. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the building code there it's 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 quite interesting. Um, what also has me is interesting also as and I know that the United States could care less about Turkey or Syria, and there's been wars going on over there forever and ever. But was their lack of response to 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 offer any kind of financial aid? I saw the United uh, Arab Emirates. Uh, offer immediately $100 million, which is chump change, really. I think about it. It really is. But they, they offered $100 million. And um, the United States didn't offer any. As far as I know, I have, I've yet to see any aid that's been offered to help the people over there in Syria and Turkey. They did offer... They did offer C-17 aircraft... Um, to go over and bring search and rescue people over. I, I would assume they're bringing over supplies. If you're going to bring over a C-17, that's a major, huge aircraft. I worked on the C-5 Galaxy, and the C-17 is even bigger. If you're going to send over an aircraft that big, I would assume, besides search and rescue equipment, I would think you'd bring over aid, food and things. I, I don't know, but I didn't see that at all. All it was mentioned by the government was search and rescue. People were sent over on C-17 from Dover. Air Force Base in Delaware. That's about it. Um, I don't know. Other countries are are pitching in what they need to to help out. A nice thing to do um, in in crisis and catastrophe like that. But again, uh, our government's thinking is, what interest do I have in this region? And if there's no real logical reason, they don't they don't pitch in. They don't really pitch in. They they go through some motion to look like they're the good guys still, but they really don't. A financial cause? Are we going to pitch in a lot of money there? No, we're we're spending our money over protecting the borders of Ukraine with 125 billion dollars. That's where our money's going. Sorry, Syria. Sorry, Turkey. We already have spent our allowance. It's going over to Ukraine. There you go. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. We had some good calls tonight, and I'll find out Melissa on the. Uh, What Dane Wigginton thinks on that, that's a good question. I like that questioning. That completes the show this evening. Back again on Monday with Mr. Ron McDonald in that second hour for the National Intel Report. Thank you for listening. Health, happiness, and safe travels. We will talk again. Good night.
standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science-analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be the bioweapon.